Hello and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast. I am here with Idel Island and uh, Okay, veggies, that was awful. Anyways, it's Logan. Um I said he was gonna be on like a couple podcasts um about a month ago. Never really happened, but now he's here, so congratulations to all the fans who really wanted Logan on the podcast. Got your wish. Um, okay, so today, I'm recording this on a Friday, so currently nothing's really happened in sports since I last talked on Wednesday, so we're just going to talk about whatever we want. Um, so Tua, that was going to be the main topic, because, you know, everybody loves Tua except me, because I hate Tua. I don't know why, but I do hate Tua. I hate Tua. And if you hear something that's rumbling, that's the air conditioning. Don't worry, I'm not in an earthquake. If I was... Yeah. Tua is the bane of Georgia's success in big games. Oh, yes. Logan is a... You're a Georgia fan, correct? Yeah, Georgia Bulldog fan. Yeah. Logan is a Georgia fan, a Panthers fan. Yeah, let's talk about the Panthers. Teddy Two Gloves and, you know, <laughs> his amazing season so far. As a Panthers fan, what do you think about paying all that money to a backup quarterback, Anko? Uh, I just think that this is definitely a rebuild year. I mean... Honestly, what we're focusing on is rebuilding that defense back to what it was back in those glory days when we won the NFC and super and went to Super Bowl 50 and didn't win because Cam decided to uh, fumble. Yes. And uh, I just think that Teddy isn't really the best investment in the world. I just feel like it's a temporary thing that we need to do before getting another court quarterback. Or we could keep him, but... We could make him like a backup and just not pay him as much because I don't really think he's worth the investment that we're giving him. And I think this is a rebuild year. Before going into this season, I predicted that us Panthers would go 4-12, and last in the division. You've already won three games. Though. Yeah, we've already won three games, and uh, we're doing better than expected. We've beaten some decent teams, named the Cardinals, and the Falcons are decent usually. Uh they have a pr- pretty good offense. We shut down that high-powered offense. And, uh... Yeah. beat Justin Herbert, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her- Herbert. didn't lose to a rookie or anything like that, so, yeah. And I actually lied. Something did happen well before... After my Wednesday podcast. Thursday Night Football, Carson Wentz. If you listen to the podcast, you know I hate Carson Wentz. And I have much reason to hate Carson Wentz. He's just not a great quarterback. There's nothing to be ashamed of here. He had those first eight games of his rookie year, though. Oh, yeah. That, that first season got him at the title of greatest quarterback to ever live. Um, I'd just like to say something about Carson Wentz. Yes, the Eagles won that game. Yes, he made a great throw. But if Phillip Rivers makes that throw, nobody's talking about it. So, let's just... He, and he plays a lot like Phillip Rivers, I think, because he turns the ball over a lot. But he also throws some touchdowns, and when he makes a throw that's amazing, you say, hey, that's a great throw. Not many people can make that throw. Then he makes some dumb decision where you're like, hey, I can make that decision. And when you talk about those quarterbacks that are pretty consistent in their stats, Phillip Rivers comes to mind. Like He has, the, he has those games where he throws three interceptions, but he also throws three touchdowns. It's all even, but... Yes, okay, here's the rule for all you gambling people out there. Never bet against Phillip Rivers and never bet on Phillip Rivers because you never know which Phillip you're going to get. You can get Phillip where he throws three interceptions and a touchdown or you can get Phillip Rivers where he throws five touchdowns and one pick. That's my gambling advice. 
and yes, I'm a professional gambler. Definitely. Sorry, mother. <laughs> Let's move on to those dirty birds in red and black. The Falcons? Yes, the Falcons. Well, the Falcons tank for... T- tank. Uh, it's not even tank for two anymore. <laughs> it's tank for Trevor. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say for the Falcons. I will speak, I'll speak about the Falcons. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is gonna fix the Falcons' problems. I think their problems lies on their defense, and especially their secondary. I know that part of that is due to some injuries at the cornerback position. Uh, KZ is out at corner, and he's gonna be out for a little bit while longer, and, uh, they have a lot of inexperienced young cornerbacks that are getting beat deep, getting. It's a cat giving up separation, that kind of stuff. But I really do think that the Falcons, their trouble is with defense, and that's why they fired Dan Quinn because he just didn't get he just didn't get done as a defensive specialist. He, the guy who led the Legion of Boom, the guy who led the Legion of Boom, just didn't. Delivering, and we now know that he was riding off Pete Carroll's coattails when he was at Seattle. Well, one thing I'd, I'd like to mention um, about the Falcons is I wonder who they're going to hire as their next head football coach. Will it be Steve Mariucci, who I've been pleading for to get a job since the Texans fired Bill O'Brien, but whatever. Um, or is it going to be somebody like Cliff Kit or not Cliff Kingsbury, um, or is it going to be someone like Lincoln Riley? Or maybe Kirby Smart gets the head coaching job in Atlanta because he's done such a wonderful job with Georgia. Yeah, Who wonderful knows? job. Not game planning for two QBs well, in a national championship and an SEC championship. That is true. Jalen Hurts did kind of ball out in the in the last one in the SEC championship game when Tua sucked. Tua, well, it was mostly his ankle injury, but we can just forget about that because nobody cares if you're injured or not. You just have to play well, and Tua did not play well. Jalen Hurts came in, saved the day for Roll Tide Bama, and yeah, Jalen Hurts is a legend now. Um, also, who who should the Texans hire? Because right now, Romeo Cornell's their intern coach, and Cornell's been in a couple of different spots throughout his career. But who do they hire as their head coach going into the next year? Obviously, I'm pleading for Steve Mariucci. Um, Logan, who do you think the Falcons should hire, and who do you think the Texans should hire as their head coaches? Go. Okay, I definitely have a decision on the Falcons. I know Lincoln Riley's a candidate. That's not really my candidate. I'm thinking uh, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, I think. Okay, He's yeah, a candidate. yeah. I, I, I think he'd be a good candidate in uh, fixing fixing the defense. I mean, maybe, if, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But you need to at least give him a chance. And hiring a defensive specialist is why I feel Atlanta needs. And for all of you Falcons fans that say it's, Matt Ryan just choking and whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan's a choker. I mean, he did. He's choke fumbled in NFC championships, especially in 2013 against the 49ers in the NFC championship. Blew a 10-point lead in that one. He blew a 25-point lead. He took some sacks. Uh, Yeah, I know that's coaching mostly, but Matt Ryan's got... I'm not blaming Matt Ryan for Super Bowl 51, but he's just... He's just anti-clutch at when the game matters. And I just feel like from all those meltdowns he's had and just chokes and colossal breakdowns, I just feel like that's messed with Matt Ryan's confidence this season. And he's just slowly falling apart. And when he 
does start to play well last week against the uh, Vikings. They they dominated. They put up 40 points against them. Uh, but that game didn't really matter. The Falcons are already out of the race. Yeah, basically. I actually do know who the Falcons should hire. Well, who I think they should hire anyway. The most consistent NFL coach of all time, Marvin Lewis. I think Marvin Lewis would be actually be a pretty good fit for them because he's an old school coach. Um, for who? Falcons. Oh, yeah, Falcons, yeah. Um, typically, African-American players relate to him more than they can an old white dude like Dan Quinn. They can relate to an old black dude more, much like how the Steelers play. The Steelers play hard. They play fast. They can relate to Mike Tomlin. He pumps them up. So, yeah, that's who I think the Falcons should hire as their head coach, now that I think about it. get um, But the only downside is you'll have Hugh Jackson as the offensive coordinator because it doesn't matter where Marvin Lewis goes. He brings Hugh Jackson with him. But, you know, you can live with it. Who cares? Let's move on to talking about the Bucks. Oh, jeez. The Bucks. The um, Bucks. Tom Brady. Um, I don't like Tom Brady. I think the Bucks are a poorly run team with uh, Bruce Arians as their head coach. Obviously, Rojo is a beast, though. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that's just a running back named Ronald Jones, but everybody calls him Rojo for some reason. So there you go. Um, he's actually really good. The only problem with them is there's only one football on the field, and you you got to try to get it to Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Gronk. O.J. Howard's out for the rest of the season, so you don't have to worry about throwing the ball. Heaven, for, heaven forbid, Sean McCoy. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Shady. Shady McCoy's a beast, too. Or was a beast, not is a beast. But uh, Mike Evans, uh, Godwin or Goodwin, whatever his name is. I don't remember his name half the time. So I just think that's their main problem. Star or Names don't win football games, and there's only one ball to go around for them. Granted, they did beat the Packers, but they also lost to the Saints in Week 1. And if Tom Brady plays halfway decent, they can win games. But Tom Brady's not the same Tom Brady we saw five years ago. Obviously, obviously. When you talk about Tom Brady, you're talking about, uh, how is he, 45, right? He's like 43. 43, yeah. Yeah. He's 43 years old. He's at that point in his career where... All he has to do is just game manage, because he's got so many weapons on on his offense. He's got... He's got Godwin, he's got Mike Evans, he's got Gronk. He has the two-headed rushing attack of uh, Leonard Fournette, and who was the other guy? Ronald Jones. Ronald he, Jones. He just needs to be Alex Smith. He Yes, he can check the ball down six yards, and the receivers will use their yak yards after catch powers to make the rest work. Honestly, though, since, you said, since we were talking about the uh, Buccaneers... They lost to the Bears the other week or whatever. So I just feel like we should talk about the Bears. Da Bears! Okay, yeah, he wanted to do that. We get it. Um, the Bears. Um, with Nick Foles, obviously the greatest quarterback to ever walk this earth. He's better than Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Joe Montana, and Terry Bradshaw all combined. I hate Terry Bradshaw for the matter of, for the matter of that. And the only reason I threw in Terry Bradshaw is because I saw him on Colin Cowherd today. But, um, so I was, okay, I'm not Colin Cowherd. But anyways, the Bears with Nick Foles. I think they have a real shot to make the Super Bowl because Nick Foles is probably the most clutch quarterback we've ever seen. If you don't agree with me, then you should just look at the times that he does play in the clutch against the Buccaneers that one week. 
He was backpedaling, and I will say, as a former quarterback, this is a very hard throw to make. He's backpedaling, he's right-handed, and he's throwing to the left. He flips it just off his back foot and throws a perfect pass to Montgomery, who's running a wheel route on the other side of the field. That is a perfect throw and the most clutch moment that you needed. And then he went and beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but Tom Brady doesn't want to talk about that, or and he doesn't want to go shake his hand after the game, but whatever. That's just Tom Brady being Tom Brady. Um, so yeah, if you guys disagree with me on the Nick Foles thing, we can argue about that. I really don't care. Nick Foles is a god with a little g. <laughs> okay, okay, so talking about Nick Foles, he's definitely like... He's definitely like the opposite of Matt Ryan. I mean... Clutch. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're literally the opposites. I mean, you look at Nick Foles in the regular season, he's just, eh. Mm. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> eh, he shows... Glimpses. Glimpses of hope for Bears fans, or Eagles fans, or depending on what team he played for. And then in the postseason, he's just clutch. I mean, he just delivers. And that's, and that's when... That's what I mean by playing well when it matters. Matt Ryan, on the other hand, will be a Hall of Famer because of his stats, but has never played well when it mattered. Yes. So, if you look at the if you look at the Falcons the past few seasons, look at last year. The Falcons start off the season one and seven. They were out of the playoffs at that point. And you know what record they finished with? They finished with a record of seven and nine, and they went six and two for the second half of the season. That is what I'm talking about when winning. The games that don't matter. Exactly. And then Matt Ryan in the playoffs and the Falcons as a whole, they just don't perform. They just don't execute. They they find a way to screw it up. Yeah. And you put Nick Foles in a primetime game, a matchup where he is the underdog. Nick Foles wins every time. In fact, as a Saints fan, they should have beaten the Saints the last year Nick Foles was on the Eagles. They, Carson Wentz was doing terrible. He couldn't get that team into the playoffs. They were like 5-7 and seven or something like that. And they, they had almost no chance to make the playoffs. They throw in Nick Foles. Nick Foles goes in there. I think he, he won every game but one. He went 4-0. They finished 9-7 there. Okay. So he, he goes undefeated, gets them into the playoffs magically, they win the first. They win in the first round, and then they go to New Orleans. They should have beat New Orleans, but because of Alshon Jeffrey's drop, they it's a pick, and that's history. Nick Foles is traded, gets is gone from the Eagles. And also, I'd like to mention before you people go and talk about Nick Foles' Jaguar days in Week One in their primetime matchup against the Chiefs, he got he only threw like four passes and got injured throwing a touchdown. I don't know how much more. How, how much more clutch you want him to be, people. He's proven that he's the most clutch quarterback in the NFL. Just give him the opportunity, and he'll give you some game-winning drives. He's almost like Tim Tebow, but can throw the football. <laughs> so, uh, talking about Nick Foles this last week against Carolina, I mean, he he didn't really look that dominant. I mean, well, he just because, kind of did things. Well, because that wasn't a primetime game. <laughs> You put him in prime time and he does well. So let's 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 talk about what happened in Carolina. Did they win the game? Who the Bears? Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. People. The Bears won. Nick Foles did what he had to do. 
he threw a touchdown or two touchdowns. I don't know, but that's that was Teddy. That was Teddy Bridgewater's worst performance of the year so far. Two picks, only a fifty percent completion rating passing, which is not really typical of Teddy because usually you'd think they has a high completion percentage of sometimes up to seventy percent. And uh, well, you see, he was wearing the wrong gloves that day, so that's that's why that was bad. Yeah, yeah, the equipment staff gave him the wrong gloves. That's why he threw three interceptions. It wasn't Teddy's fault. I thought the offense, I thought we did our best to try to implement the run game against the weakness of the Bears defense, which is their rush defense. But with, even with Mike Davis, I mean, he did excellent these past few games. But even with Mike Davis, I just didn't feel like we were getting enough. The line wasn't getting enough push. We just kind of looked flat with the run game. That's and then we didn't really make any adjustments after the first half. I mean, it was just run, run, run. We were on the goal line one. We were uh, we were on the goal line one drive and near the end of the half and couldn't get the couldn't. couldn't get it we were on the one or two yard line somewhere. Okay, let's just say the red zone and we're running the ball. We're on. We're inside the five. We have it's it's like third. It's like second goal. We do it again. They're in a blit. They're in a blitz, like eight front defense. And even I don't play football anymore. I used to play, but I know that you have to. You have to pass in that situation. You have to flare it out to the. T- you have to do a flare, a wheel route to the running back, a flare route to the running back, or a, something to the tight end. Something to the tight end. Yeah. Or like fullbacks, because fullbacks matter too. If if you're the Raiders, at least they matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't think we made adjustments and our rush game got shut down and I know that we don't have McCaffrey but that was a winnable game and I I know that the Panthers are doing better than expected but they need to at least try make an impression and I thought they did that really well going into that game but then they just ruined it but with going into the season with no expectations I think they've done an excellent job Matt Rule is doing all right as a first-year head coach all right. One more Joe Brady is doing excellent as offensive coordinator. I think we, I think we might have a, I think we might have a shot of making the playoffs. Speaking of your average Joes, you know Joe Judge, the head coach of the Giants, looks like he might get fired after year one. Congrats to him. As I said, when the Giants hired him, I had no clue what they were doing. They were just trying to eat off the Belichick tree, which obviously has never worked for whatever team you coach or whatever team has been there. Uh, we saw it with uh, er- Eric Mangini. has been like the most successful coach out of, that bra- out of the Belichick tree, and even he wasn't that great. So I don't know what to tell you. Just don't hire from Bill Belichick because they're probably not that good anyway. Uh, Patricia in Detroit hasn't won more than like eight games in a season. But there is there is a trade-off. What's the trade-off? You if you're tell. under the coaching tree, look at all the NFL, co- NFL head coaches who are in the coaching tree uh, of Bill Belichick. They have beaten him in a game. Matt Patricia's beaten him. Mike Vrabel's beaten him. Uh, Vrabel wasn't a coach. He was a player. Well, he still comes from that. Yeah, he but he but he was a linebacker for Belichick, not a coach. Players for Belichick can actually coach. Um, Brady, I think Brady will be a solid coach once he retires. Just in my opinion, Vrabel is actually a pretty good coach. 
think those are the only two guys. Vrabel's the only significant guy to go into coaching. But some others have gone into coaching and done pretty well off the top of my head. Um, We have to go to baseball practice, right? Shoot, yeah. Okay, well, that's going to be into the end for me and Logan for now. Uh, We'll be back at some point, yeah, because I go back in Thanksgiving. So, thank you for listening, and you're about to hear a break in 3, 2, 1. Hello, and welcome back to the 3-Ball Podcast. I am in pain right now. Um, We have Connor on the podcast once again. He's finally back. Um, Nobody wanted him back, but, you know, he's here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, Connor, the Dodgers lost last night. Yeah. Uh, give me your thoughts yeah, on this, that. Yeah, just in the podcast, guys. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. So, Connor quit the podcast already because he is a little baby boy. And, uh, you know, no, uh, <laughs> what would I say? No cojones. <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm going to be breaking down some NFL football. The Saints won again. Shout out to Logan, who's a Panthers fan, because we beat y'all, but who cares? Um, yeah, Saints won. Drew Brees played exceptionally well with no talent around him today, um, except Alvin Kamara, who kind of did stuff, but kind of didn't at the same time. Drew Brees threw for two touchdowns, ran for one. Drew Brees is the GOAT. Everybody knows that at this point, if you listen to my podcast. Um, so, yeah. Excuse me. Drew Brees played great. Um, then... The Steelers won again today. They beat the undefeated Titans, and now the Steelers are one of the only undefeated teams, if not the only undefeated team left. So that's good. Uh, Big Ben didn't even play well. Um, So, yeah. Is Big Ben really a Hall of Famer? Let me know. Uh, I think he is, but I don't think he's the greatest quarterback ever. Um, Also today in NFL football, Andy Dalton got hurt again. Or... Another Cowboys quarterback got hurt. And then the homie, Ben DiNucci, probably the greatest name in football right now. He played, um, hey, Connor, did the Cowboys win? Uh, No, they got killed by the Redskins. The Cowboys lost, but hey, you know, it all works out. Um, maybe Ben DiNucci will be back for week two. And the Redskins, sorry, the Washington football team. Yes, they're the Washington football team now. But who cares? Imagine getting beat by a team of no name. Could not be Cowboys fans. Are y'all still them boys, huh? They, the Cowboys still have them boys because they got Ben DiNucci as the quarterback. Shout out James Madison University. Um, and Pitt because he did play at Pitt for a little bit. But, you know, who cares about that? He was a baller at James Madison. University. University. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully he'll be back out there for week two because, you know, Andy Dalton sucks. We want Ben DiNucci or no. Andy Dalton doesn't suck. I saw the hit. It was a cheap shot. Bruh, Andy Dalton's trash. Dude, it was a cheap shot that he hit him with, though. Andy Dalton ain't no starting quarterback, and we want Ben DiNucci. And I'm not even a Cowboys fan. So, uh, Andy Dalton, you know, didn't play well. He threw an interception, uh, fumbled the ball. You know, he didn't play good against the Washington football team. Um, as I'm currently talking, the Patriots are getting killed by the 49ers. Um, yeah, the Patriots, you know, they've had some tough streaks, you know. They had, Hoyer had to be the starting quarterback, Cam had COVID, um, and injuries have plagued them, because, uh, N'Keel Harry got hurt today, so, and that's their starting wideout, so, congrats to them. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is going tank for Trevor Lawrence, and, yeah. NFL is going to be rigged again. 
for, for this one Trevor year. First the first round pick. Huh? The New England Patriots select Trevor Lawrence. Tom Brady the second. Tom Brady the second quarterback out of Clemson. Uh, I don't know. Depends on depends Belichick on. Belichick gonna trade for Lawrence somehow. He really would. He, he, he's gonna trade the Jets Cam Newton for the first pick. <laughs> I'll trade you. I'll trade you Cam Newton for the first pick of the draft, and then a few bags of chips. And people who expected me to talk about this, uh, shout out to you, the boys back, Antonio Brown, Mister AB, Mister Business is booming, Mister Best Whiteout in the league. He's back. What's Sean Payton talking about? The deal, though. <laughs> Anyways, home. AB just got home from the NO. And he's about to go out and ball for the Bucks. I'm not even a Bucks fan, and I hate Tom Brady. But y'all know we love some AV on the podcast over here. Antonio Brown may be the greatest wide receiver of all time, besides Jerry Rice, but he can pass Jerry Rice. He can get endorsed by Nick Cannon, uh, Antonio Brown, and Kanye. Bro, honestly, those three would be your freaking carried. No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do Kanye. Why not? Because Kanye already has a bunch of people who like him for his music. Personally, I think Kanye is a goat, but I would, I would, the people I'd rather be endorsed by would be Antonio Brown, Nick Cannon, and maybe a little Colin Kaepernick with, with the Neil. Let, hey Kaepernick, let me know if I can be in your next Nike commercial. I'll kneel with you for a couple seconds. Um, then I'll, uh, a lot of people are gonna get mad at me now for saying that Neil with Colin Kaepernick. They're gonna be like, "You're racist." disrespect the country I don't how dare you disrespect Donald Trump Donald Mr. 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 Trump Donald bruh uh, speaking of Donald Trump that presidential debate the other night it was kind of fire no uh yeah it was debates are always fire I didn't watch it because that of course you didn't um, I'll, but if you watch, uh, just, if you just watch the political commercials and that's how you vote. Jamie Harrison is <laughs> just, <laughs> Jamie Harrison's just a liberal, <laughs> a, a liberal, liberal lobbyist who wants to go through with his own agenda. Too, uh, too liberal for South Carolina, guys. But Lindsey Graham has also lost his way and his word doesn't mean anything in politics. So, so who do we vote for? I'll say you vote for me. Me for representative of South Carolina. No. What? I'm pretty sure I've already gave my uh and uh my endorsement to uh Raphael Warnock. But that's not that's not the thing, uh that's not John Ossoff versus David Perdue in Georgia. I don't even know what he's running for. I kind of forgot, to be honest. It slipped my mind. Um, but, um, Hawaiian state representative. Nah, he ain't Hawaiian. He's a reverend from Georgia. Oh. Reverend from Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. First member of his family to graduate, or to go to college and graduate from college. He is the real American dream, and he's a black man. Come on, vote for him. Put him in office, please. Um, I'd love that. Personally, that'd be like the greatest thing ever for me as a uh, podcast host. To, or if he just responded to me, but whatever. You know. Hello, Georgians. Bruh, I, I put Reverend... Like, how is Nick Cannon going to respond to my story first? Who has 5 million Instagram followers. But Reverend Warnock ain't going to respond to me on Instagram. And he's only got like a 1,000 Instagram followers. Nick Cannon respects his people. Halfway. Nick Cannon respect. I have respect for Nick Cannon. <laughs> he responded to the homie. Uh, uh, this, this reverend ain't a reverend. He don't. He ain't. He ain't got the voice of God. 
obviously Reverend Warnock's got more than a thousand followers, but it it, it ain't like Nick Cannon numbers. He's but... probably got like two, two followers. <laughs> obviously, he ain't got no Nick Cannon numbers. Um, I wonder. I wonder if I DM President Trump. DM President Trump. I wonder if he'd be on the podcast with us. Uh, if you DM Trump or Biden, let's see who would be on it first. The facts. We're doing that. We are DMing. Uh, we are going to DM. If that that is it, if. Biden even has an Instagram account. Yeah, well, he doesn't run it, I can tell you that. We are going to DM all the former presidents that are alive and see which one responds and which one will be on the podcast. Obama's That's what... going to. I already texted Obama. Obama hadn't texted me back. <laughs> yeah, but you probably got left unseen. Nah. Uh, we're texting. So the presidents who are alive, obviously, if you didn't know this, were Donald Trump, Barack Obama, uh... George W. Bush. George, one of the Bushes. Um, and Jimmy Carter. Who? I'm just kidding. Who is going to die very soon because he's pushing 100, but... <laughs> so... Oh, R.I.P. Jimmy Carter. I'll also DM the uh, Prime Minister of Canada and see if he responds. Can you DM Boris from the UK? I'll DM Boris, too. Boris Yeltsin or something like that. Yes. Actually, just, uh, just let me know if you guys want to see uh, me deeming 100 celebrities as a common person to see if they ever respond back. I bet you, I bet you if you DM any TikToker, they'll respond back. But TikTokers don't count as celebrities. They count as just TikTokers. They don't count as celebrities. They're not celebrities. Uh, because anybody could be famous on TikTok. Tyreek Jennings is famous on TikTok. For real? Yes. Let's get him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think his account got banned. It's exactly. He's gonna come on here and complain about it. So we're gonna get a TikTok star on here. Um, that, that so, so that's the goal. Um, and pretty soon I will be doing another podcast. I think. Um, no, uh, I'm not with you, Connor. Uh, what? Um, yeah. I'm gonna. Be, my house. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on a different podcast with some other people. So, uh, I'll let you know how that goes, and maybe they'll be online. I really don't know at this point, but. It should be fun. Um, yeah, Connor, anything else you want to talk about political-wise? Go ahead and speak your mind. It's America for now. Connor, 2020. Ain't nobody voting for you. You voting for me? I'm not. I, I would vote for Kanye West. My mom would vote for me. Your mom wouldn't even vote for you. My mom would vote for me. My dad wouldn't vote for me, but my mom would. Your mom would... I don't I don't know if she's Republican or Democrat, but she definitely wouldn't vote for you. I, th- I think she's um, Marxist. Um, And I know... Let's see. You know what? We are going to get... Dude, you know what? That's another idea. Somebody please be writing these down for me, because I'm not remembering any of you. I'm going to get... I'm going to ask uh, Ray, Rachel White, I think. Probably. I think I'm going to say Ray Golden. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask my friend Rachel if she is, a, she is in college, just first year of college, I think. I don't, I don't even know. But uh, she can vote, obviously. So we're going, to get, we're going to get in the mind of a young voter and see what they think. Um, I love how this sports podcast is going to turn into a political podcast. Politics. Just call me Ben Shapiro. Now, hypothetically... <laughs> you're, you're Jewish, aren't you? Uh, Part Jewish? You're already halfway there. Dude, Shapiro's funny, though. Shapiro's yeah, funny. I'm, I'm not saying Shapiro's not funny. Sh- Shapiro would... Uh, I, I want to be... Uh, ben Shapiro's funny, though. He'll be like... <laughs> 
hypothetically, if we were talking in a race between Barack Obama and Donald Trump, would you just vote for Barack Obama because he's black? Yeah. Like, that's that's a question Ben Shapiro would ask. Hypothetically. Or, or I can do, uh, I don't remember what dude it is, but he's hilarious. He's not, he's not funny in a good way, he's funny in a bad way. That's funny. It's, it's still funny. He, he has the logic. Who the hell raped your sister? <laughs> in the middle of an interview, and logic was like, no, nah, man, I don't want to talk about that. And, like, he just kept pushing the subject. Um, shout out to you guys if you know who that is. He's, he, he interviews a bunch of people. He's, he does a terrible job of it. Wasn't it well, didn't he ask, like, Kanye something about his, that his, like, unborn or something, something about, like, his child? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he, he asked somebody else some really messed up question. Also, um, Kanye explained the other day of what, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, of what he meant when he said slavery is a choice, or was a choice, um, he, he, he explained it that he meant, uh, in the music business, when you sign terrible contracts, that kind of slavery is a choice. And everybody was like, oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> so now everybody's cool with Kanye. Uh, now people are just mad at him because he said Harry Tubman didn't free the slaves, which depends on how you want to look at it. If you are, I free the slaves. If you are a, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, then you will probably say, well, he's right, because uh, Lincoln freed the slaves. And according to Donald Trump, he has done the most for African Americans since Abraham Lincoln. So, And he was the most ra- least racist person in the room. So, Whoa, congrats man. to him. Um, I'd like to know who else was in the room, though, because that, that'd be pretty funny. Me? <laughs> but, um, yeah... So, basically, that's going to be the end of the podcast. Congratulations if you actually listened this long. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't. I think we're going to have a voter on next week. When's like ele- Next week's election week, right? All right? Early voters. Well, obviously, today's, uh, today's still early voting. I think I'm going to try to have a voter on next week. It's two weeks or something. I'm going to have a, I'm going to try to have a it's voter November on. It's November 13th, I think. I don't know. Uh, I'll go look at an Obama ad where he's like, please vote for my friend, Jamie Harrison. Jamie Harrison. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try to have an early voter, or a young voter, on the podcast next week. So, we'll be looking out for that. Or if you want to be the young voter on the podcast. Hey, hey, hit me up. Connor's Instagram is... I don't know. It's tagged in my Instagram, so whatever. Because he was in a picture. So, yeah. Picture. Also, maybe I'll be posting an Instagram photo today. Probably not, though. Probably not. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay safe and peace out. COVID-20! Yes, and be on the lookout for COVID-20.